Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married, but you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310-299-9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we are going to talk about the six pillars of success. Actually, we really only talk about two of them, but we mention, I think, the other four somewhere in this episode. But the two essential pillars of success for you to achieve to become amazing with women. I'm going to give you a sneak peek at them. They are mental toughness and self-belief. These are huge, and we're going to tell you how to get both of those things by talking to Manny, who's going to tell you about his journey on how he achieved these things and now is in the place where he feels enough. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. Kristen is out again this week, but we have the lovely Dominique Drew in her place. Yes, Dominique, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And taking Kristen's place, which is not possible to do because Kristen is absolutely amazing. Wouldn't even try. But you are going to be the other female co-host for the day because we have the unbelievable Manny. I'm going to script the last name, even though I just clarified it before getting on. Vaya. 
Manny Vaya, but that's all good. Right. It's all good, Manny. <laughs> We've only met so many times. We've only met it once, so it's all good. I know, but you know, you had such an impact on me. So I want to tell people before I introduce you and say like who you are, what you do. I've talked about the Manfluential conference many times on this podcast. So as Kristen, it had a huge impact on both of us, mainly because there were just like unbelievable men at this conference. And we walked into this room of like well-groomed, well-dressed men who just like had their shit together. And it was like heaven for both Kristen and I. Sorry, where was that room again? Is that where, where was that address there? Exactly. <laughs> the room does not exist right now anymore. They stopped doing it. I know it's horrible, but it was actually about a year ago, right around now, maybe like a month from now, where we went to this wonderful conference run by Alpha M and Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, two like really big uh, YouTube people. And they were just there teaching men about like looking good, owning their shit, and then running businesses online or on YouTube. And Manny, you were actually one of the first people to walk up to me and talk to me. I feel like men stayed away from me for the first few hours that I was there. And then Manny was the first person to approach, like just like so suave and confident. And like, I don't even remember what you said to me. You just like made such a great first impression on me. You were well put together. You're a good looking dude. I just liked everything about the way that you, and you weren't approaching me to attract me. You were just approaching me, but I just liked all of it. But then you told me about what it is that you do, which I found absolutely amazing. Because what you do is you own a company called 2000 Books. So you basically summarize the world's best books. Is it only business books or is it self-help books? Like every category, right? Business and personal development. I mean, personal development was the big category until we stepped into business because personal development is what really has driven me or driven a lot of my journey over the years. So. Yeah, oh, sure. representing. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and I just loved it because I am lazy and I'm going to reveal something really big right now. Since my stroke, I had a stroke when I was 20 years old. It's I used to like devour books when I was younger, pre-stroke and post-stroke. I actually didn't read probably for about five years and then would read about a book a year, but it was very challenging for me. Audiobooks came around and I was like, yes, this is the best thing ever because I could consume it differently. But I still do have challenges paying attention for a longer period of time, which I think is normal for most people. And so when you had said that you like condense <laughs> some of the best books that I have not gotten around to consuming yet, I was like, oh my God, tell me more about this. Because I think that knowledge is key. But I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by all the knowledge that is out there. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about what you do for your business, but then why it's so important for men to learn and to take in information and to consume all the things that you consumed for yourself that led to an amazing first impression with me. Right. So before I go into that, Marnie, I want to say thank you because I took one of your courses way back when... You were one of the OGs. I took one oh, of yeah. your old trainings, maybe 10 years ago. I don't even remember so long ago. And that's why I came up to you because I recognized you. And I was like, hey, that's Marnie. It was really useful. And it was a journey. I went through a journey. So like for most people who don't know me, I'm a physicist. Like I literally got my degree in physics, my bachelor's in physics. Then I came to the US and I got my degrees in electrical and computer engineering here and master's in electrical and computer engineering. So I'm originally from India. I came here, I got my graduate degrees. And I remember when I was in grad school, I was so shy, not quote unquote shy because I had friends, but I just didn't know how to talk to women. I was just horrible. I was scared. 
scared all the time. Like, I don't know what I was scared of was, but I was scared of him. And that's all I knew. Well, we're scary. I get it. We're terrifying creatures. We have so yeah, much sympathy terrifying. for you. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Dominic's right. <laughs> he couldn't pay me enough. That was my life. And I remember when I moved to Austin in 2003 for my first job, I got laid off three different times in my tech career, 2004, 2006, 2007. And every time I got laid off as an engineer, as an immigrant engineer, I had what's called an H-1B visa. That means I had 30 days to find a job or leave the country. So one of my friends, one time he made fun of me. He said, Manny gets laid off more often than he gets laid. That's funny. I mean, mean. (laughs) <laughs> that's whatever you want to say. So there was a period of 2004 to 2007, I got laid off three different times. So you can do the calculation, right? And it was horrible. Like I felt like I was stuck in a life of mediocrity, I would say, because I was getting laid off. <laughs> On the other hand, I had no social life. I had no social skills. So I was just frustrated. I was like, what is going on? This is not how I envisioned my life to be. And in many ways, everything that came out of my life is a result of all the pain that I had to go through to evolve myself from someone who was shy, who was like, if you think of a physicist or a computer engineer, you don't think of them as someone who can be how Marnie described me earlier in this interview, right? But it all happened because I had such an ambition to figure out and to be a better person and to achieve success. But I felt like I was stuck in this madness. I was stuck in mediocrity. And I I told myself, man, I might have been born in middle class, but I'm not going to die mediocre. Like, I'm going to figure this shit out. That's how like the whole journey of me learning from books kind of started. Like I started reading. I, I was like, how do I figure this out? How do I learn? And I one step at a time, one book at a time, I started learning from those books. And you know what the first book was for you? The first book was Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged. So that was one of the early ones. But really, when I got deep into personal development, uh, I think personal development books that I really got inspired by was Think and Grow Rich, but it was very dense at the time for me. I felt like it was very, it still is. As a man, Think and Grow Rich are probably some of the densest books that are out there, but also some of the most profound. And as a result of those books, my life started to transform. And by the time I left my last job, which was 2015, I was managing billion dollar cell phone projects, billion with a B, not M. So that's what I was doing in my career. And I left that to start 2000 books where I literally summarize the knowledge. We extract the knowledge from the world's greatest personal development books, personal development and self-help books. And we make it such that it's really actionable and easy to implement. So we give video summaries and audio summaries. So it's really super easy to implement, super easy to get into rather than reading some boring summaries and things like that. So that's how it all evolves. And I feel one of the things, as you said, Marnie, early on, that knowledge is important, but knowledge by itself isn't really important. What's important is implementation of the knowledge to get the results that you want in life. And that's where a lot of people kind of miss out. I don't know how many friends of mine might have read the book, The Game, but I remember the first, and this is the first time anyone's probably hearing about it because I hardly ever talk about this side of my life in my business. But I remember the first time I read the book, I was like, hey guys, let's go do this. And they're like, are you crazy? (laughs) Are you crazy? This is not not what you do. This is just some fictional piece. I'm like, no, no, no. These guys are real. So partly I was always a believer. I always believe in stuff. I didn't really take anything as, I'm not a skeptic. 
I will believe, even though I'm a physicist, I'm a computer engineer, I believe in stuff. I buy everything. I bought Marnie stuff just because it was great. And it is great. Marnie, that was amazing. One of the great things I learned from that, you talked about how you can say the exact same thing, but even though 10 guys might say the exact same thing, one guy might get slapped and one guy is probably going to get the woman. Oh, I love it. That was one of my first things that I ever came up with. Yeah. Interesting. And that, that really stuck with me because I was so, true. so like in my head trying to figure out what do I say to a girl to talk to her. And here's this girl, Marnie, who's saying like, it's not so much about what you say, but how you say it. And I, I kept watching that video. Yes, girl. Yeah. I kept watching that video. I kept watching the video. So I was true. like, she's right. She's got something. She's got something. And so many things that you learn and you apply and you learn and you apply and you start to think and improve your life as a result of all of that journey in some ways. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, actually, I'd like to talk a little bit more about your journey if you're open to it, because I know that there's a lot of guys who are listening right now who, you know, the beginning portion where you were talking about feeling a little bit mediocre or not living up to your true potential probably resonates with them. Even if they're in a good place right now, they've got my products or they've worked with Domini or they've done their own reading and practice on their own, they still may be in a place or space where they're not thinking the way that they believe they should be thinking or getting the things that they believe they should be getting. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey specifically in dating and with women because you got fired three times in three years and you were getting laid way less. That was not very good. <laughs> That's a lot of rejection in lots of areas of your life there. Thank right, God. right. So how did you switch this around? Like what were some of the first things that you did? Was it actually taking the game and putting it into practice? Like what was really beneficial and had the biggest impact for you? Yeah, it was a combination of multiple things. But first, for people who are listening, let me set the stage. I'm an Indian guy, five feet sand, skinny, and I always felt like I can't really get the hardest white women because, hey, here's this brown guy, skinny brown guy. What is he supposed to do? So I always had that complex, but I couldn't really go up to those women and talk to them and make them feel attracted. So that was one of the biggest challenges I had to overcome mentally, the belief that I could do it, the belief that I could have those women. For some reason, it was the biggest hurdle mentally. I felt like overcoming that was a bigger hurdle than overcoming anything else I've done in my career or in my business life. Because it's a game. It's the mental game of life. It's the mental inner game of life that's so hard to overcome. And it doesn't just happen in one go. It happens one step at a time, one trial at a time, one failure at a time. And one of the most important things I tell guys, like back in 2011, 2012 is when I was actually teaching this stuff. I'm not going to go into the details of where I was and who I was teaching for and all those things because it gets a little too detailed and I like to keep it a little mystery. Yeah, mystery around that. But the thing that I found, one of the feedbacks I would get very often as a coach, a lot of the clients would provide feedback about me saying that I can't work with Manny because he's too aggressive in pushing me into sets, into like making me do stuff. And for me, I was like, man, you're paying $2,000, $3,000. You came here to learn this stuff. What's going on? Like, why don't you want to go do this? Why don't you want to be pushed? Yeah, I, I thought like they would love to get pushed into these situations. And the feedback, like they would be like, man, he's great. I love his game, but I don't want to be be with him for hours because he's going to keep pushing me into this. And the realization for me was that a lot of times, People don't have the mental toughness you need to go through this process. 
99% of guys who ever start on this endeavor will get chewed out by it because they don't have the mental toughness to stand tall in face of adversity. When the girl tells you, get lost, get out of here, it's only 10 p.m. and you're at excess in Vegas. And now you have a choice to think, am I going to let this ruin my life or I'm going to just go on as if nothing happened? And that's just a small little point but this extrapolates all the way to like when you get rejected and when you get blown out and when people tell you get out of here get out of my face or the girls reject you or you get broken up with all of those things it's so important to have that toughness to keep going to keep failing but to keep going for everyone who believes that this is going to be an easy path they are on the path to failure because this is going to be hard this is going to be challenging this is going to be hard work you're going to get rejected ton you're going to get rejected a ton and that's quite okay. For as long as you accept, if you accept rejection, that's what I did. I just accepted, I'm going to get rejected. No big deal. I would literally take my friends out with me after I read the book, the game. And the next day they would come and complain and say, man, all you do is go to the girl and you get rejected. Like, what's the use of all of this? I'm like, I don't know, but I think there is something to this. I think I'm going to figure it out because all I was looking for was just one little learning, one just piece of information that could allow yeah, me to take for the gold. You were looking yeah. for the gold in all of the darkness. So can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. When you did go out in the beginning and like every single night you go and you get rejected, did it sting? Like, did it still rule your thoughts for a little bit? It didn't take over, obviously, or stop you, but... Did it affect you in some way or were you literally just a shield and you're like, boom, this doesn't matter? Like, I want to really understand the beginning stage for most people. So before I got into learning this stuff, it was very difficult. But once I started reading books and learning more about myself and learning about personal development and learning about mental toughness, I started to reframe everything. So everything like when I would go in and I would get rejected, I was like, all right, this happens. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And there was a time I remember when my friends who I used to go out with, they started calling me a machine because it would not affect me because I could not care less. If I was rejected, it's okay. It's part of the process. And let's go to the next. Like, I don't have a hangover as much. And uh, there are times when the guys would be like, oh my God, Manny, why do you have to like dissect everything? And why do you have to figure out that it's always your fault? Maybe it's the girl's fault. I'm like, I don't care what's her fault is. I just need to figure out what I need to improve in order to figure it out. So I would never like let it be like, ah, I'm off the hook this time. It's not really my fault. I'm always thinking, okay, what could I have done right? What could I have improved? So I'm looking for the lesson as more than I'm looking for the outcome when I'm getting into those. And that's a very like, To me, mental toughness kind of was one of the foundational pillars of me being able to handle game. Because I think, Marnie, you know this as much as I do, that 99% of guys who get into this will probably leave within a day or two days or a week or two weeks. Oh, for sure. I get people who write me all the time, like three days after getting the program, saying it didn't work. I'm like, I can't even read this in three days. (laughs) Let alone implement it and like let it take over me. How are you going to know? I say yes, obviously, whatever. It doesn't resonate with you. But still, I find that so interesting. I didn't work. It didn't like, you know, through osmosis suddenly make me into a magical god with women. But it's funny that what you were saying before, when I first started coaching, and I think I'm bringing back this lesson that I've, I've forgotten to say over time, but it's in every single one of my programs. I always say that when you are practicing anything that I teach, this research phase is for you. The success is you doing, not getting a reaction or getting the response or getting the outcome that you're looking for. That's a bonus if you happen to get a positive response. It's exactly like what you were saying. It's just research. 
I want to hear more about your journey, but is there a book that you can recommend from 2000 books that can help people really hone this skill of mental toughness? I mean, what you're saying right now is wonderful, but I wonder if there's like exercises or something that people can do to like hone this. Yeah. So Marnie, I would love to give you one book, but I've literally summarized 40 of the greatest books on building mental toughness. And I've created a specific package that's all about mental toughness. Oh, wow. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to make a special link for it for the guys who are listening to this show. If you go to winggirlmethod.com slash 2000 books. 2000 books. Yeah. Yep. You will find it there. Okay. Awesome. So you've got that package available for them. Continue your journey. Yep. There's more stuff we'll talk about, but that's just one of the many elements of that thing. And I think the inner game of like, we talk a lot about inner game In in game, inner game is such a hot topic and we all think about it and talk about it, but that is maybe 99% of the battle once you figure out, I mean, you need the mechanics to figure out the inner game. That's how I feel of it. Like you need the crutches to actually win and actually ultimately understand the inner game. Because once you get good at the inner game, then the mechanics almost are useless. It's almost like, well, are you going to use a webinar funnel or a email funnel and all those? Yeah, they were great, but they're not really as important because the inner game gets you there. But it's very hard to master inner game all by itself without doing the work, without putting the practice in, without going out there and you like doing whatever Marnie's suggesting or whatever you're learning from wherever, going out, doing the work, and also then going back and figuring out, okay, what's the inner game part of it that I need to fix? What's the external game part of it that I need to fix? And it's a long journey. So let me ask you a follow-up question about this because the inner game is my world. I sort of work on fixing the problem from the inside out. So as opposed to what you're describing, which is more what I've heard along with the, the game of pickup artist PUA type of community, which certainly I think has a lot of success in its realm, but it's more the like, resilience, just get through it, just go and get rejected over and over again, as opposed to sort of fixing the underlying problem, clearing the fear, and then sort of approaching in a fearless type of way. And then, as you said, from the inner game comes the rest of it. You said that as you were doing all of this, you were learning personal development work as well. Were there breakthroughs that you had in that that affected this game? Or was it like kind of the mechanics? As you said, you kind of did it in mechanics. I assume that both will work. I'm only educated in one side. But what were the breakthroughs that actually made that easier? So many breakthroughs. And these come over time. As you keep practicing, they keep coming over time. For example, one of the things you touched upon, fear versus fearless, right? And what I learned was for a long time, I tried to get rid of my anxiety and fear. For almost a period of four or five years, I was like, oh my God. Like I was like, okay, I'm feeling anxious and I need to get rid of anxiety. And every day I would try to figure out how can I get rid of my anxiety about approaching this girl and what's stopping me and trying to process it and all those things until I finally realized, I don't know which book it was or where I came across this concept. I think it was Confidence Gap. But the ultimate understanding that I had to develop was that you don't have to be fearless. You just have to do courage. Actually, there is nothing, quote unquote, fearless because being fearless is not the absence of fear. Being fearless is doing courage. It's taking action in face of fear. That was a really important realization because then I could discount fear. Because once I realized, like, I didn't care about, okay, I am scared, but I have to do courage. So that leap of faith I had to make where I had to say, yeah, I might be fearful. I might be anxious. There's a group of seven girls standing there. 
and they're all dressed up to the nines. And I am a little anxious, but I have to do courage. I have to do courage. So being courageous is not being fearless. It's having fear, but taking action anyways. So that was a very profound understanding that I had over like doing this over thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Yeah, I love it. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with Manny and we are going to talk more about his journey because I'm finding this fascinating. So keep listening and hold tight. You know how sometimes you just need someone to talk to. So you're like, I don't know, I guess I'll send my friend a, a message and, and tell him how shitty I'm doing. And then it takes him, I don't know, 24 hours to write back, maybe even longer. Not because they're a bad friend, but because it's heavy and they don't really know how to handle it. And they're busy and they have a lot of things going on. It doesn't mean that they don't care about you. But that's why you should use BetterHelp because they're there 24-7 when you're feeling like you need to talk to someone. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so it feels official too. I want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash askwomen. Need a little fun in your life? A little something? Well, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. But even though football's over, there's still the NBA, college basketball, the NHL. They're in full swing, so there's so much to bet on. You can even bet on award shows, TV shows, reality TV shows, and they give you real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, all the scores, all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and even better, it's free to sign up. So head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. I don't know about you guys, but I think 50% pretty generous. So go sign up now. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. 
All right, we are back with Manny from 2000 Books. Again, if you want to get his package that he's put together for us, or actually he's done it for other people. I'm just lying to you and saying it's just done for us. <laughs> but go to winggirlmethod.com slash 2000 books. And so Manny, before we jump into continue on your journey, I did want to ask you, do you still think that being an immigrant, being skinny, all the things that you listed before, do you think that they are holding you back on your success with women now? Or do you actually see it differently? To be honest, I wouldn't say that in my head, those are the things that I'm listing off saying like, that's what made you attractive. But for me, when you talk to me, because you weren't like a typical white guy coming up, it actually made you more exciting to me. So I want to know how you think about all of those things before that you thought were holding you back. What's your thoughts on that now? Yeah, absolutely. Like now I have trained so many guys who were probably 10 times better looking than me, 10 times taller than me, if that's possible, bigger than me and all of those things. And I've seen that it almost does not matter. Can you just say that again? Can you just like repeat what you just said? This is so important. It does not matter because I've literally like one of my friends that I trained, this guy, I can't name names, but Marnie, you might have met him at Menfluential. This guy is six foot three, jacked, really good looking guy, but he had zero game and or he had very little game. And when I started working with him, first of all, he could not fathom what he was seeing. And when we would go to the bars and clubs, he would be standing there in a group of girls like, like I would tell him to go do this or do that. And he would try to do it. I'm like, dude, this is not working. Let me show you how it's done. I show him exactly what's what we need to do and how we do it. And there was a period of time, almost a year, when I was actually doing this stuff, after which I now I'm dating someone. So that's like all off the table right now. But we would go out and I I literally had the pick every single time because it did not matter what my friend wanted. Because when we go in or when we are going in a quote unquote set, I get to choose and I can establish it every single time. It does not matter what the other guy looks like as long as you bring that level of conviction and confidence that the girl is going to want to talk to you and not to anyone else. And it's so much of your energy and your conviction in that moment than it is just the way the other guy looks. Because you girls are interesting. Like you girls do not care about looks as much as you care about that in the moment, that presence, that uh, that conviction, that confidence, that thing that just wraps you in there. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't. And for anyone who's curious, when you go to that page, you can check out a picture of me and my girlfriend. So then, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So can you tell me who you were working for back in the day? I just don't want to start a Pandora's box, but I will tell you offline. Okay. I will tell you don't offline. Worry. Yeah. And I will reveal it to everybody next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will never say anything. No, but I'm very interested in hearing who you actually were working for. So was there... I know that all of it comes down to the feeling that you have within yourself and that you're expressing to the women around you. But in the, like, not, you're not even the very beginning, but you actually, you know, got into your stride. Was there a sequence that you used for your approaches? And again, we talked about, it's not about what you say, it's about how you say, but was there a general sequence of engaging a woman that you would do in the past? And I'm sure you still apply it up until being in a relationship, but Can you share any of that with us? Or was it just different every single time? It was different every single time. Here's the funny part. I have friends here in San Diego who would go out with me even until like two years ago. 
and they would try to use the exact same thing that I was doing. And they're like, damn it, it only works for you. I'm like, it was nothing. It was just the first way I would open. After that, it would just flow. Yeah, maybe early on, I was more structured. Like we would have the open, the hook, and then the attraction and all those things. That was 10 years ago. I used to think about all of those things. Today, I couldn't even tell you what I do. Like in the sense today, I couldn't even like break it down as granularly. But if I see a guy 10 feet from me or 20 feet from me talking to a girl, I can tell you if if anything is happening or not, because it's all become very subconscious now. And it's not as consciously tailored at all. Like it's all part of you now. I used to have a structure. It was great back when I used to do the whole like what Mystery was talking and what Neil Strauss was talking and some of the other guys was talking. I tried all of that. But over time, I had to let go of all of that to be able to evolve, to be able to do things my way and to be able to actually find my own path in this whole process. Because no matter what the process is, at some point it will get you stuck because it's not the final expression of who you are. The final expression of you are is going to be you and you will have to find your own system, your own process, your own way of doing things. Like if you recorded my conversations, you probably find that I'm doing things a certain way. But today I couldn't even tell you what precise offer. Right, you, couldn't, you couldn't say what it was. It wasn't like a set routine that you did every single time. It was more yeah. about a state of being. Yeah. I think it's yeah. so much more about being than it is about doing ultimately when it comes. And that's where like when we were talking about the different books and the different pillars of success that we talked about, we talked about mental toughness. But the other pillar that's so important is the self-belief, the self-confidence you need to have when you present yourself. And it comes down to that being in that moment. Who are you being? That is so essential. You can do a lot of things and still come across as a chump. Would you not think, describe those two things as the same? What is? The mental toughness and the self-confidence? No. But you didn't use that word. You used a different word. In the past, I would have said, yeah, they are, but they're not. Because mental toughness is your ability to persist and your ability to keep going through tough times and hardships. Self-confidence and self-belief are your ability to believe that you will get it. It's a combination of confidence, belief, and self-esteem. The idea that you are worthy in some ways. Mental toughness gives you the tools to keep going no matter how hard things get. But then you also want to, like, you want to develop that belief that you are enough, that you are okay, and you are figuring it out as you go. So that confidence that I'm enough, that belief that I'm enough is really important for the next phase of your journey in some ways. I love that. Yeah, because I see the difference as well. They're, I mean, both are in your control, but one is something being thrown at you that you're able to keep laughing away at. And the other one is just like, as you stated before, it's your way of being. It's your being to the very core of who you are and who you see yourself as. So they're like joined forces, mm-hmm. but they're definitely not the same. Which once established would kind of lead to an ability to continue yeah. on. It would feed resilience. Belief in self would feed resilience. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, they feed into each other. That's true. Yeah. That's right, Dominic. Like the Avengers. Oh, they're like different superheroes that work together, so it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who are you? Like, who did you figure out that you were if you weren't this mm-hmm. awkward, skinny immigrant with an accent? Like, who are you now? Like, who do you see yourself as? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I feel I finally came to the conclusion that I'm enough. And that was like yeah. a starting point of a different journey. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Understanding I'm the, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I think cool. there was a Brene Brown's book uh, where she talked about the idea that for as long as you try to 
prove that you're worthy, you will always be unworthy. So you have to stop trying to prove that you're worthy and only then you actually are enough. For as long as you try to prove that you are enough, you're not enough. Yep, because you're in reaction. You're believing it or not. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're always being a reaction to your mom. I'm always going to do the things opposite to what she wanted. It's like you're attached to her. You're actually taking her disapproval with you everywhere by pr- trying to disprove it continuously. Mm-hmm. I love that. I absolutely love that. And then as soon as you believe that you're enough, everything sort of just becomes free. Yeah. And it's a journey, right? It's a journey of a lifetime in some ways because you keep coming up on new hurdles of self discovery, of finding what you need to do or who is the next level of enough? Well, you're in a relationship now. Yeah. So that, that's a new category, right? It's a completely you different game. And now you have to figure out the enough within that relationship with another person. And that's a whole new challenge. So it, it doesn't, it's not like you get to this place and you're like, okay, now I'm good for the rest of my life. There's new things to learn. And the funny thing, here's the thing, Marty. I think you never, you don't have to be quote unquote enough to the external world or even to that situation in that moment, it's okay for me to feel fear and to feel anxiety every single moment and to feel like an imposter when I'm doing something. But it's also okay for me to take courageous action and to believe that, okay, yes, I am fearful, but I am enough to take handle to go take action and step into this situation. Like I believe our evolution, our growth will be a result of us constantly challenging ourselves of what our definition of enough has become so far. It's the same in business. I mean, you see this in business today. I'm sure that every time you're stepping up to the next level of business. That's freaking exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. It is challenging. It is is frustrating. It is challenging. It is sometimes scary when you're spending tons of money on uh, on some advertising campaign or this or that. Like so many different ways you can think about it. It challenges you and it's okay. Like it's okay to feel scared and still do the things that you need to do. Yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of fun. So I even just, just to respond to what you just said about, you know, in business, how that happens too. I got to the end of the year and I achieved my goal for the year of where I wanted to be and what I had to find as enough for me. I was really proud of myself. And then I took a week off and then I was like, okay, now I got to... <laughs> here's my new goal and we've got to achieve this. And it's just like, oh God. But it's good that you have talked about being enough because I think for myself, it took me a long time to get to that space where I feel like I am enough. And yes, different categories and different hurdles pop up for me. But having that foundation allows me to not get so overwhelmed. So like in the past, the pressure of now I've got to do it again next year would have paralyzed me 10, 15 years ago. And now it paralyzes me for a little bit where I'm like, oh gosh, it's going to be exhausting. And I put it off for a little while, but it motivates me now. And it feels really nice. So I think that what you're talking about is so essential for anybody in any area of their lives, not just with women. In any area of life. Here's something I understood after reading all of these books. Uh, One of the fundamental understandings I figured out was that life is lived in paradoxes. So it's okay to believe you're enough. And it's still okay to step into situations where you can see that you will need to bring more out of yourself than you ever did. And it's okay to feel that I'm not, suddenly I don't feel enough anymore. But you can again step into that. So it's like, I think feeling worthy. And stepping into a higher game, both go hand in hand in the sense, 
you have to feel worthy and you have to feel not worthy enough for the next step and still go for it and find yourself all over again. So it's a paradox of, yes, I'm enough, but there's another game I'm going to play. Yeah, I'm going to play again. Yeah. And Sign me up. I'll do yeah. it again. I'll over it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, this is an old school game, but like Super Mario Brothers, I've completed that game several times, yet I still play again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. just see what else I can do this time. So, so I can back. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you play more difficult games that you may not quote unquote be enough for today, mm-hmm. which is okay, which is the way life should be. Like you should yeah. never arrive. It's always a journey. Yeah. So, and that's very important to even have that mentality within a relationship. I'm going to touch on that for two seconds because I think a lot of people get very comfortable when they're deep in a relationship and forget that those challenges are needed for both themselves and for their partnership. We're going to wrap up our show now because we went a little bit longer than I planned on going, but I was very into what Manny was saying. So I did not want to end this early. But anybody who does want to get a copy of that, well, how many books did you say? You can just like four. Okay, so let me just quickly give give people a spiel of what they can get. I have literally summarized the 200 greatest books on the six essential pillars of succeeding at anything in life. Six essential pillars of breaking free from mediocrity and stepping into your greatness. So 200 of the greatest books on mental toughness, on confidence, on social skills, on success mindset, on productivity, on goals. Like all of these combined there on the page that we talked about, which is wingrollmethod.com slash 2000 books. 2000 books, yeah. 2000 books. And for the first 50 listeners, use the coupon code Marnie for a sweet discount. So that way we can make sure you guys get the best possible deal for all those who are on the Wingrow method. Marnie, you literally like your stuff was groundbreaking for me. So anyone who's listening, really? if you let's be honest, you don't even know how good that makes me feel because you've talked about reading the best books in the world. And the fact that you even said that to me just means the world to me. So thank you. You're welcome. It is uh, for anyone out there. If you're debating between whether to get the success books or Marnie stuff, go get Marnie stuff because you probably need that more right now. <laughs> and the show is done. Okay. <laughs> That's, all. That's all that needs to be said. No, thank you, Manny. I beyond appreciate that. Thank you. And please go check out winggirlmethod.com slash 2000 books. I wanted to thank Manny and I wanted to thank the lovely Dominie Drew for coming and being my co-host for the day. Thank you for being here. Your presence made me feel wonderful. Yes. Oh, please go on. Go on. One more thing. If you guys got any value out of this and if you want to just stay in touch or listen to any of the stuff that I have to say, I have a podcast too. It's called 2000 Books, 2000 2000 Books. It's on Apple, iTunes. It's everywhere you can find. So if you're interested in any books on business or personal development, I have a ton of episodes there. So please check that out. Well, you just said before we got on that you have an interview coming up after this with somebody pretty impressive. I forget who you said was coming to talk for your podcast. Well, yes. So he's the author of the ultimate guide to Facebook advertising. So that one is more business related stuff that I'll be talking about right after you guys. So I'm sure I can just take off this hat and put on my Facebook advertising hat and figure that out right now. (laughs) I know you can because you're enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you can do it. All right. Well, guys, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out at 5 p.m. Pacific every Thursday. Please, please, please go and subscribe to our show. Do not waste your time downloading individual episodes because that time can be used for meeting and talking to women. We will see you guys next week. You are awesome. Bye.